0: Hi and welcome to the Kingdom First Podcast, my name is Abigail Kelly, today I'm with Maggie!
1: Yes!
0: Maggie, Maggie, who are you? Maggie Elliott? Yeah, Maggie Elliott. Mm. Who are you, Maggie Elliott? Who are you? What do you do? Uh,
1: I am an as of yet unpublished romance author. Uh, I but also- you're
0: a, you're an award-winning oh, unpublished sorry. romance author. Correct. Excuse me.
1: <laughs> I am a, an award-winning, multi-finalist, uh, <laughs> award-winning romance author. Uh, and I write uh, contemporary romance, rom-com. Uh, sometimes I dabble in areas I shouldn't, like fantasy and historical. <laughs> uh, and uh, since none of them are published, I can tell you they're amazing. Uh, they are my, amazing. And can't, my life can't before. Yeah, thank you. Uh my life before was uh, an actor, director, playwright, and I did a lot of sketch comedy and improv too.
0: Comedian, of course. Of Comedian. Course. Yes. So also I'm gonna comedy
1: test. up the rom com world.
0: Yeah. Um thank fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Maggie. We I'll need let you, buddy. Say that. <laughs> uh it's so unfunny out here. Oh my god, it's so unfunny. Um Maggie, you and I met through a series of um
1: You're <laughs> about to say unfortunate events.
0: <laughs> yes, <I did. laughs> uh, through a series of events, by which I mean through the ramp program yes. um with the blighted RWA. Um, yes, which was such a such a wild ride for you and I and all of our compatriots and our yes. cool cohort. Um, and it has been it has been the most fun getting to know everybody. That was the best part of Ramp. Um, yes. was all the, all the funky little people we got to meet, huh? <laughs> yes, um, our little group, in our little Discord chat there. Um, but I, I, you know... Also,
1: you uh, got me into Discord, which as yeah. a not young, cool person made me feel young and cool a little bit.
0: Look at that. I'm here for you, Maggie.
1: So you hipped me up.
0: What's amazing is I only barely knew how to use Discord. <laughs> 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 like, I was like this... Could-. So as for the listeners... The, we were connected through this program and the program gave us this like absolutely prehistoric uh like um forum on which to communicate <laughs> and i am about like 3 days in or whatever i was like fuck this absolutely fuck this and i just posted a thing and i was like hey I made a Discord for us. Use it if you want. Here's the link. Um, and uh, it's it's been fantastic getting to know everybody through that. But, like, yeah, yeah. I, I I only barely knew how to use it because I had started one for the podcast. Um, and uh, so when people are like, "Wow, well, Abigail, you really introduced us to this new technology. <laughs> I'm like, it's the blind leading the blind, baby. I,
1: you could have gotten know. away with being like, I know. I'm like, just so tech forward, you guys. We would have totally I, believed
0: I, like, it. it has been... There are, so I have two Discord chats now. Um, well, actually, I have three, technically, including the ramp one. Um, but I have one for the podcast and I have one for the Patreon. And the one for the Patreon is like light years ahead of like anything I could possibly do. But that's because I have mods who like know how to use mm. bots and stuff, all this like yes. magic, this wizardry.
1: Yes. Um,
0: Yeah, they had, uh, you know, after
1: I I joined the one for our ramp group, I was like, well, I'm super into Discord now. I'm like, cool, I can know how to use it. (laughs) And then the theater that I worked with for many years, Planet Ant Theater and Hamtramck, shout out. um, They have one that's sort of the community of people that Mm -hmm. are involved with the theater. And I joined it and like five (laughs) minutes later, just like shut it down because it was so (laughs) active and there was so much stuff. And like our group is really just like, you know, 15 women it's, it's chatting basically about writing, you know. It's
0: basically, te- it's just like a text group chat. Like that's what right. we do. It totally with, is. With channels.
1: And um, this one had like like videos and interactive yeah. shit and I was like so intimidated I just like left it.
0: I have learned how to stream, which is fun. Nice. Um, because then I get to show people my beautiful face and, as I make terrible jokes. Um, <laughs> so, you know. <laughs> I know, I, I, I
1: had that streaming show. I, uh, I told you about, and mm-hmm. it was so fun. And then, you know, I don't know. It was kind of like a like a, um, pandemic project where it was yeah. like,
0: well, I'm home.
1: So I haven't really done anything with it.
0: But it was cool, though. You were doing a lot of stuff with a lot of other comedians and stuff. Hey, and- girl. Yeah, it was yeah. Uh,
1: It was celebrating women in comedy. Well, the, the, there was a, you know, like any industry, which we happened with RWA, there was in the sketch world and comedy world, improv, there was this sort of like, hey, there's an underrepresentation problem, yeah. or a you know, people of color have not been treated well in our industry, and artists don't get paid either. But uh, but then I was also like, hey, let's talk about women too, because comedy is like, you want to talk about boys' club, like mm-hmm. you know. So mm-hmm. um, so without being too heavy-handed, I was like, well, instead of being like, what about the women? Let's just put the women up in front of people to talk about their stuff. So.
0: Yeah. I so love it. Was fun. That. Yeah, it was really cool. Yeah. yeah, it's in it's it's definitely like, I don't know, it's a totally different ball game performing live in that way, right? Like Isn't it? I I will also so a lot of times what I do is I do them for the Patreon. And so every mm-hmm. second Sunday I attempt to do a stream in my Discord and usually they're art streams. So not only am I trying to crack jokes and be entertaining with my face and my mouth hole, but I'm also actively doing art at the same oh. time. Whoa, it is quite something. I (laughs) can't imagine. Yeah, it is tough. It is tough. And also everyone can see all of my mistakes and also see all the dumb things I do while I draw, which is like make weird faces and sing to myself and go, (laughs) hmm, don't like that shape. Yeah. <laughs> like, like it's not it's not good it's not good but uh, you, you let them into your creative process so i do and they
1: see you in the,
0: they in do the the seem moment. to enjoy it they do yeah. seem to enjoy it hey maggie y'all speaking of creative process y'all today we're gonna be talking about something <laughs> i don't know how good this is gonna go uh, but okay. i couldn't think of anyone better for this I'm than in. you so you and i are uh-huh. writers of romance yes. um yes. i am I'm a little I'm a little strung out right now because I've written 30,000 words this week. You and, and your
1: productivity, I swear to god.
0: Well, it comes at a great psychic and physical cost. So, um and I have a book coming out next Saturday. Um array. Yeah, it's it's, um, it's gray. But uh, I I am so I'm a little uh, my brain is not working right now okay. okay so i was like you know what how do you write a romance novel because fuck if i know i've only written a couple of them Oof. i don't like i've i mean i've written like seven now um and i still don't know what the hell is going on and i had my friend of my a friend of mine recently asked me to break down the beats of romance um, for her. And that's relatively easy to do. You know, we all know those by heart by now. But mm-hmm. it got me to thinking. <laughs> yeah,
1: sure. <laughs> you just handed her a copy of Romancing the Beat, right? Yeah, pretty
0: much. I was just like mm-hmm. broken down by like the the percentages. I was like, okay, meet cute, get mm-hmm. together, break up, you know. Um, But I was like, you know, what about people who are like you and me, they're just starting out, but maybe they don't, this is their very first attempt at writing a romance novel and they Mm. they have no idea where to start. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I Googled the phrase, how do you write a romance novel? Oh, I
1: love that stuff. (laughs) I love Googling like that, that's so great.
0: Yeah, and the first thing that came up was in fact a WikiHow article. Now I need people to know who listened to Mabim Bam, uh, my brother, my brother and me, I didn't intentionally crib this from, from Griffin who does a segment where he reads wiki how articles. It just, <laughs> it just is a, a, a platform rife with content to be yes. exploited. Um, but I thought you and I could perhaps take a stroll down the wiki. How uh, articles yes, how to write romance novels. Now I will tell you this uh, on the way
1: into this, cause I'm very excited yeah. for this undertaking. Uh, i am and i have finally admitted this in a couple of my critique groups i am a bad girl because i do not like reading craft books Mm -hmm. i'm bad at taking in like the how-to things yeah uh so i rebel against this type of information so i may actually learn something out of this wiki how doubtful a lot of things.
0: doubtful i'm gonna say i've only read the first entry i'm gonna say doubtful okay all right well i'm open to it anyway i'll be a sponge before we do that let me just make sure that this is not written by anyone i know or anyone i have on the podcast
1: (laughs) yeah that was the end of the podcast yep
0: yep it's uh by
1: nora roberts or something
0: some so fucking oh jesus (laughs) beverly jenkins don't mess do not mess um So, no, it's co-authored by Stephanie Wong-Ken, who has an MFA in writing. I don't know who the other author is, um, but I think we're safe. All right. Um, Okay. Number one, brainstorming ideas for the novel.
1: Okay. Okay. All and right. I'm
0: so sad you can't see the illustrations here, but y'all, if you wanna, if you wanna pull this up on your phone, y'all at home, and you wanna read along with us to see, I encourage you to do so because they All are right. pretty choice.
1: I haven't seen it, but I want to imagine that there's definitely like a thought bubble with a person sitting at a table with a pad of paper.
0: I wish it's these two <laughs> very clearly traced figures okay. sitting on a bench. One of them is sort of leaning against the. The male figure holding this. Well, it's supposed to be. Oh, a is this the romantic people yeah. that you're
1: brainstorming
0: about? It does look like a brain or some sort of organ.
1: Oh, please stop!
0: And the bouquet she... does. <laughs> yes, it does. It's troubling. Oh, Lord. Um. Okay. Number one. Use <laughs> real life romantic ex- experience as inspiration. Okay. Okay. Which is not the worst advice however no. uh draw from your own romantic experiences in life and adapt them for your novel fictionalize a chance encounter you had on vacation or a special moment you experienced with your partner use past romantic relationships as raw material for your novel see that seems like mm. it could have some repercussions uh, <laughs> repercussions <laughs> uh landmines <clears throat> um I yeah Uh, Ah.
1: On the (laughs) first side, I will say that typically my more successful male main characters Mm. do have a lot in common with my husband. They're more on the, I don't want to say cinnamon roll because he's not fully like beta, but less on the dickhead alpha side, right?
0: Well, there's difference between like, I think-
1: But I'm not like here's exactly how we met and (laughs) our inspiration
0: for like real characters is like different from from what they are suggesting here, which is for example, you may take a passionate but doomed relationship in your past and change around real life names to fictionalize it. So basically just do the entire just take the whole thing. They also Um,
1: left out the part where you make it not doomed because we do need a happily ever after. Yeah,
0: not not um, shall we say mentioned here? Maybe we'll, we'll, you know, we got maybe at the end they'll mention. We'll get there. I sure hope so. Now,
1: my thing is so okay. So I take say a a shitty ex boyfriend. Yeah, and and by you know I've been married over twenty years so. There's not a whole lot about me. My husband doesn't know, so I rewrite this this doomed relationship with a yeah. fake name, mm-hmm. and then make it happily ever after. Like if my spouse reads my book, which my husband never does, so it'll be fine. But if he did, wouldn't that wouldn't you be weirded out by your partner being like, "This is Writing my fanfic of, of my own old life. love life." <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't be super enthused about that, but has somebody on the opposite end of the spectrum who is like a single person uh, who, it, you know, has attempted to date while also being a romance author and hosts a romance podcast. Anybody oh, can yeah. listen to them say the blighted things that they do say um, for free on the Internet. Um, I will say that it is already a tough sell. <laughs> so maybe, I don't know, at that rate, why not?
1: Oh, I'm very curious about that, but I don't want to get too far from our, our uh, yeah. instruction. But I will have follow up questions. Yes, not that I'm the host, but I do. Want oh,
0: me. feel free. I'm, I'm not. I'm barely driving this thing. I'm <laughs> driving with my knees right now. <laughs> um, okay, so they also suggest using re- other people's real life romances as inspiration. You may have have a friend in a stormy romance, or perhaps you have a sibling who had a passionate relationship in the past. That's the last sentence. You may have had a sibling who had a passionate relationship in the past. Hey, 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 I don't think, hey, it's real, hey, sis. Remember
1: that guy (laughs) that you used to break up with all the time and get back together? How was the
0: sex? Can you
1: describe? (laughs) Can you
0: talk about how he was in the sack? Was he, like, selfish or giving, like? Or was like, was it like really kinky or just like pretty yeah. vanilla? Or like, did you do anything outdoors?
1: <laughs> did you ever do it on a balcony? Uh, How many whips do you own? <laughs>
0: I'm, very quick sidebar. I just have yeah. to tell you this
1: very quickly. So, you know, I worked on a cruise ship yeah. uh, as an entertainer. The they sexiest used to, location. Yes. So they used to do a, um like right after our show, we would go up to the lounge and watch them do the newlywed game, like just with the guests and every single time they would be like, where's the craziest place you ever made whoopee?" And like they didn't, I don't even think they meant to say it. This was only a day or two into the cruise, but it would always come out like a balcony, and you knew nine times out of 10, even if they were like, but not here. It was like, yes, here, you did on the balcony when you got on the ship. Oh, Sorry, just had to share that one.
0: That's, oh, that's... Oh, that's bad. <laughs> and then you would run f- into
1: those people on the cruise, like, I know what yeah. you did the first night. Yeah. Like,
0: good for you, the, the motion of the ocean or whatever the fuck. I, don't I mean, know, but like, vacation. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, it's a small balcony, probably, too. Like, that's what I'm saying. It maneuver. can't be that
1: great. And there's only no. a small partition between you and the next room, but <gasps> hey, that's yeah. the case. Yeah. I mean,
0: I've, I guess I've, I've, I've been on a cruise. Those rooms are very small, even when you get like the big ones. So, oh, yeah. Um, we lived okay. on the
1: inside with no windows.
0: Oh! And
1: I'm still married.
0: <laughs> That's incredible. Success. Put it, put your marriage through the crucible. Huh? <laughs> right. uh,
1: so stealing your sibling or friends' yes, relationship, just
0: straight up steal their relationship. Um, and definitely ask them about their sex life. That is a great start to your writing romance novels. Cool. <laughs> like
1: so far, we're not into any steps of like like how to actually write a, a book, a book. <laughs> like don't you read yeah. first or like yeah. like
0: the genre so it's funny you should say that because the next number 2 is use romantic movies or television shows as inspiration <laughs> but none of these are like <laughs> read it until you
1: understand how no. the flow is or none of this
0: is first of all you need to actually know how to write something yes have That's you ever that. written anything
1: so, well, don't no. you think that this is kind of for, like, somebody who, like, watched a doc or read an article that was like, romance writers make a ton of money. And this so then they were like, yeah. how to write a romance novel.
0: I keep getting advertised these um, oh, so YouTube videos that are like, um, yes, you are. I keep getting advertised these YouTube videos that are like, here's how to put up, like, a um a 30-page uh. Book on KDP in a week and, you know, make money off of it. And I'm just like, no,
1: <laughs> well, that's what kills me. is like I think I started my first book when I was on maternity leave with my son, and he's eight now. and I don't have anything out. No, I could have like, you know, yeah, I, I could have um published, but I'm tra- s- silly enough trying to do this traditional thing. So, you know,
0: there's these articles like
1: you could be an author tomorrow
0: you could you know what operative word there being you could <laughs> you could be you could
1: be it didn't say and good
0: anyone anyone could be actually um oh goodness. so let's see what does it say so you, use movies and
1: and uh, books as your inspiration is that where you left off
0: Well, yes, you can also reference romantic movies or TV shows that you enjoy watching. Make your own version of a romantic movie that you like. Reimagine a romance. Yeah, reimagine a romance on a TV show with characters that you create or in a different setting. Um, as a side note, at the bottom there, a bullet point, a sub, a sub bullet is you can also use romantic books and songs. Um, (laughs) how is that not the the first? (laughs) Like. (laughs) How is that? That is incredible. Also, I love this idea that like you're just you're encouraging them to write fan fiction, which is a fantastic way to get your sea legs under you and to like learn how to write stuff and like join a community and really like that's that's what I did. But like uh, (laughs) this, you know, this reminds me. So there's a lot of um right now there's been a trend of it comes and goes but right now we're in the thick of another wave a trend of Beauty and the Beast retellings. Okay. And so I've read like four or five in the past couple of months. And every single one of them has had a critical flaw. Okay. And that is that they are not none of them are based on like the Beauty and the Beast the larger trope and fairy tale. They're retellings of the Disney the show? movie. Oh,
1: the movie! <laughs> yeah, okay. the Disney
0: movie. So it'll be like, it's like, a, a there's always a retelling a chip of a and Mrs. Potts. retelling. Potts. Yes, like no. she always has a Cockney accent, and no. there's always like a Lumiere, and like I'm I'm over here like, am I having a fucking stroke? Like this is not. You realize that the Beauty and the Beast Disney movie was a retelling of a like of an actual, and you are I'm so it's. Anyway, I feel like I was losing my fucking mind because they are not—they're not, they're not good. If you do that, it's not good. Well, yeah. Why is she Cockney? Never explained. It's set in fucking Chicago, and his housekeeper has a Cockney accent. All right. Well, I mean, it's—it's
1: it's a source material thing, right? And you're going, yeah. Your source material is actually like second, third layers. This yeah. is like finally my opportunity to make use of, and I won't do it for anywhere nearly as long as he would but my husband's dissertation was mm-hmm. uh, something called the fluid text and if he told you it would be like an hour and i love him mm-hmm. for it but uh really the idea is just where's the source material and then this mm-hmm. final piece that you yeah. see so his was guys in Dallas, but that's the same as this it's like yeah. uh the source material is the original fairy tale mm-hmm. and they're going from a third or fourth generation you know but, and they're going
0: from like a cartoon. Shout you know, out for John kids, and Betonsky, by the way. Which is good. It's a good movie, but it's also like to translate that then all the way from that point, which is a translation of a translation of a translation, yeah. then made for children, and then you're translating it back into being a romance novel written for adults, is like it's it's such a long walk for something that doesn't like you could just do the beauty and the beast trope and everyone would know exactly what you're referencing without having to Anyway, it's a beloved film. Like so my field. host mom I used to
1: translate that. everything to French and then to English. By the time she was telling
0: it to me, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, it. I, I, it's, it's a pet peeve of mine because I got, I'm, I'm real tired of fake Lumieres. There's only one true Lumiere, but all the originality of that telling is in these extra
1: characters that they created, right? Yes, exactly. So. You're just sandbagging on somebody else's thing, like yeah. If you took the original and created your own equivalent of these characters, what would that look like? That's the creativity.
0: Exactly. Exactly. I get you. I you know it's fine. It's fine. And also, I
1: respect you for like going back to the stove where you burnt your hand so many times you know what i mean like yeah. like reading more of those when you, you know, know it's
0: going to be like okay. this i'm nothing if not like a dumbass mouse who keeps going the wrong way in the maze like but maybe this time <laughs> maybe this time i'll uh, i'll get the cheese before it shocks me but i think um, the remember. the reading
1: thing and that's why with this list i was like god, god reading is way low like One of the things I beat myself up for is I kind of only have time to either write or read and I don't read enough. And I think that the authors who read a ton do well because they're seeing it, you know? like Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's I I come from a very privileged position, right? Where I, like, my entire life is this. Mm -hmm. I've been pulling 12-hour days for the past two weeks, pretty much, and Mm -hmm. it's been writing and it's been reading and it's been making stuff for writing and Mm -hmm. all this, you know, um, interspersed with days at the bookstore. So I, I literally do nothing else. I also have, you know, I don't have a romantic relationship. I don't have children. I don't Mm -hmm. even have a car. So like, (laughs) you know, I barely eat. I've had several meal replacement shakes this week. So like, you know, careful now. Yes. I'm, I'm, I, well,
1: you're bringing out the mom in me now.
0: Long term listeners of the podcast will know that things have been worse in the past. So I'm feeling pretty good. There's been no talk of getting a soylent beer hat this time, so I don't have to <laughs> use my hands. I don't want to know. <laughs> or a camel pack, but I judge that a camel pack full of soylent, pressurized soylent would be a bad idea. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's probably a bad
0: idea. Thought did cross my mind though. If I didn't have to use my hands to eat, I would be so powerful. If I could just have like some sort of tube in me like I think I would really that
1: sounds like one of those like you know genius things like the mad genius (laughs) things where it's like they're either you know trying to invent something or create something where it's like I just just I can't stop to eat with my hands
0: I guess there's like an assistant who's over there just like feeding them like as they're like dabbing their chin as they're frantically writing on a chalkboard yeah or some kind
1: of like um You know. Apparatus. Yeah, like hanging from the ceiling.
0: What I need is a big old hamster hamster bottle, like water bottle, but full of meal replacement shakes. (laughs) So I could just routinely (laughs) go. There should be some actual
1: food at some point. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Who's got time for that? Who's got time for that, I ask you. Uh, Clearly I have write another 20,000 words this next week.
1: Oh my God. That's so crazy. I wrote 2,000 last weekend and I almost threw myself a party.
0: Like. That's, I mean, any progress is good progress. Like, I, I also, like, I'm way behind because I was supposed to be done with my book already. Mm. Um, And then uh, a lot of stuff happened politically that really bummed me the fuck out. And Word. I found it hard to write. And then I also had a bunch of family stuff that I had to deal with, so I couldn't mm. write. And so I was really, really behind. So, like, me being nice to myself is doing 2,500 words a day. um, And that keeps me on track and doesn't, like, push me over the edge. But, like, I'm at a point where I'm so far behind that I'm, like... Gotta just do it! (laughs) Gotta gotta just do it. So, gotta go to the Word Mines, bring my pickaxe, and uh, fill up my cart full of Word Ore. On
1: your helmet and get down in there. Get my
0: Soylent beer hat so I don't have to use my hands.
1: (laughs) Fill up the uh, steampunk feeding tube.
0: The problem with Soylent is it does taste like blood, so...
1: Are we talking about? I don't think I know Soylent because I keep thinking you're talking about Soylent Green, which is no people. Soylent.
0: Soylent, the actual meal meal replacement shake. Um, Why it, would you
1: name something that if Soylent I know, Green
0: exists? I think because it's a is made out of soy and also b it's instant PR right like you Listen. think you like soylent but they do pretty well actually they're like the biggest name in meal um, replacement shakes
1: well they need to go to uh, step one of our how to write a romance novel and fucking brainstorm more names <laughs> with soy in them there has gotta be a million options other than soylent
0: I'm I sorry think... I'm,
1: I'm probably of a certain age where it's like soylent green was so jarring oh, no. that literally it's literally everybody people. I've ever
0: mentioned it to has been like why would they do that I mean I'm soylent like, green I... is people soylent green is people or it's soy. <laughs> So, what if, though, what
1: if it what if really it's people? was people?
0: <laughs> like, what if well, uh, they've
1: released that all of a
0: sudden? Pop people in a straw, get it in my mouth hole, because I ain't got time to eat. I
1: mean, I guess it's it's keeping you, you know, alive. It's me
0: going. I just, I really just, what I need is a scorpion man boyfriend who creates mm. nutrient slurry for me. Um, it's which not is something perf- you hear often. <laughs> On this I'll podcast, actually, it. yeah, it's about right. every other I'm episode. you. right. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway. He, you um, know,
1: about those Scorpion, notwithstanding, he might be like, baby, you need to make some room for me. You're working on your stuff too much. Exactly, <laughs> exactly.
0: And that's that's a different kind of care, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, speaking of Scorpion Man Boyfriends, the step three yes. is create an engaging main character. Okay, all right. That's a, you know, again, haven't done any research into writing techniques mm-hmm. or even reading a romance novel besides a footnote there. Yeah. Of- A suggestion is you may want to perhaps take inspiration from another book. Okay. Um, Have a main character that is relatable and likable for readers. The main Mm -hmm. character, who is usually also the narrator, should be welcoming and accessible to your audience. They should feel unique and interesting to your reader. Okay. Um, Oh, my God. For example, you may have a main character who is a high-profile criminal lawyer by day and a single woman struggling to meet someone at her level at night. Or you may have a main character who's left by her husband and copes by going back to her hometown. Oh, wow.
1: <laughs> so you may have a trope or a trope.
0: Basically. Oh, boy.
1: Oh, boy. I'll tell you what, though. I, I have stopped lamenting tropes. Because my uh, yeah. award-winning book, Lark Lake Lodge, is the tropiest piece of tropedom that anyone ever tropes. People
0: love tropes. People love tropes. People who don't. People who- It's a
1: comfy blanket <sighs> they wrap themselves in that is
0: familiar. I, the only reason it's stigmatized by a certain subset of the romance community, which is to say, I think most people in the romance community are chill with it. But I don't, but there are- They there just want to reach subset. it. Like Yeah, they just want to reach it and they want to know what something is at a glance. And I know what
1: I like. Right.
0: Yeah. And honestly, that's a thing that literally everybody has for everything. We all pick the familiar that we know we like in every aspect of our lives, yes. including every other version of literature. Um, you know, if you pick up a, a novel, a literary novel, and you're like, oh, I love a struggling white man, um, then like that's <laughs> – congratulations, that's a trope. Oh, um, yes. So, you know. So you and... were about to say, though, why
1: uh, people are – Shitty about tropes in the romance oh, realm.
0: There, they are. There's a certain subset of of people, particularly on Twitter.com, who think that heard of it. Um, uh, unfortunately, right? Uh, who think that <laughs> like spend too much time on it. People who use tropes to advertise a romance novel are mm-hmm. like
1: the pandering uh, or
0: pandering, but also like, um. Infantilizing mm. the the like the genre, um, they take they take uh. great offense to it. I saw one that was like, I can't believe I saw in a, like a, a fully published like a traditionally published romance novel recently the tropes listed on the back. What is this fan fiction? Um, and it was like, actually, that's a really 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 smart move as a yeah. seller like holy shit that's smart for them to do oh my god Oh, like the way they do in
1: tweets where they'll say the tropes like trope in this list. book are this 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 and yeah. this. yeah i see okay yeah. yeah yeah
0: and people were there is a subset of people who really didn't react well to that um which yeah. i think is very silly um because there's the same people who will come back and be like, oh my God, I love a second chance romance. So it's like, <laughs> <laughs> do you, but you, okay, but okay yeah. all right, f- mm, fine. I Not do my, find uh,
1: though, like, especially just from watching on Twitter, like, yeah. Romance Landia really loves an outrage. Ooh, they, they, ooh, love they love getting upset about some stuff. Oh. And I love watching them get outraged, but I don't really participate.
0: I have no desire to participate. I don't want to turn the ISR on my direction. Thank you very much. no. (laughs) Plus, I'm such a greenhorn. But my my other thing
1: is that really frustrates me is the vague tweeting Mm -hmm. about stuff that they all know about that I haven't figured out yet. Because then you got to get all you know, murder mm-hmm. she wrote and figure out what the fuck is going on. That's how
0: I feel about TikTok where I like see things all of a sudden all these authors will start making statements and stuff on, on Twitter or Instagram and I'm like, and they're like, you know, and we've seen that people on, you know, these videos were making threats and stuff and it's just like, what the fuck happened? Really? Wait, yeah, oh, whoa, 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 what? I'm just like, well, that's why we shouldn't be on platform. With a bunch uh, of you
1: leaders. know, I usually embrace most um, social media trends but I have resisted TikTok
0: in the oh, same my. way i never
1: tried cocaine you know like it's just it would be too good and yeah. then i wouldn't do anything
0: else. yeah you 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 know you know where the devil is right uh, yeah. <laughs> um okay so i a couple of things just happened at once i'm staring at my phone right now because okay. i did did just see that uh, number four is focus on a particular type of romance novel that's we'll get to that but okay. below that step five the image above step five is read examples of romance novels and the drawing is of a woman holding Twilight but it's the movie adaptation version of the cover
1: (laughs) I have so many things to
0: say there's a lot going on there Um, and she's very intently like kind of like "Mm," like a little (laughs) little I keep making faces
1: and forgetting we're uh, on a podcast
0: I know know. don't worry they can hear it (laughs) okay so to circle back well, Go ahead. Well, to focus on a particular type of romance novel, which is exactly what we we're talking about, which is yeah, tropes. Mm-hmm. Um and they are different types of romance novels for historical romance to young adult romance to paranormal romance. Decide which type you'd like to write, choose a type that fits your story idea so you can cater to your audience. Use tropes. Use tropes. I just
1: accidentally said troping. Has
0: anybody used that as a verb before? I don't think so. But it I now. really like it. Actually,
1: we're totally troping this weekend.
0: We're troping. I'm going troping. Mm. <laughs> it's kind of like I'm going spelunking. I've got to go put my my um my waders on so I can go troping. Right.
1: I have to um, put my corset on. I'm going historical <laughs> troping this
0: weekend. <laughs> That'd be- I need to find my gloves so I can go troping. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah. for example if you're writing a romance set in the 1930s West Virginia or fucking hyper specific which is okay, not a trope so it's, it's, no or during World War One, you are writing historical romance if you're writing about a fucking okay if you're writing about a romance between a ghost and a woman you're writing paranormal romance
1: oh she that just is, read your books
0: <laughs> that's so fucking rude of you Maggie how dare you <laughs> sorry I couldn't resist okay that's fair. It's funny too because no one has read those books outside of you guys. Um, oh really? So like yeah. So I I keep saying that I'm gonna release them right, but like they're still it's still languishing in an agent's musty virtual desk. Oh so yeah. So I can't I can't do anything with them right now. And also I have like a huge other series happening. So anyway, I have no idea. to Read those. Sorry. I thought kind of
1: special. Like if you know, read people the keep secret asking book.
0: me, and they're like. Like, when are we going to get the ghost books? I really want those. And I'm just like, theoretically, you should have gotten those first. I'm
1: just waiting to be rejected.
0: I'm just God waiting to be rejected. Sorry for
1: full. You're waiting for your full request that's coming. I shouldn't presume. No. I'm I'm, talking about my experience.
0: I'm I'm also, I'm like, at this point, it's been like six months. Please just reject me. You never know. Anyway. um, Uh,
1: So... Okay, so you got to decide what your and that's that's subgenre though more than trope, right? Like yeah, what they're describing. that's like
0: that's definitely subgenre. That's that's. Uh,
1: I didn't even know that I wrote rom com until I got my um mentor. Oh, I just called it contemporary romance because yeah, you know what I, I, I mean, thought yeah. about rom com was very specific to movies
0: well i mean that's also really new referring to things as rom-coms in, in the the romance space is very very new it's like that okay. happened in 2020 like that wasn't a, that wasn't oh okay, oh, okay. Uh, people used rom-coms as comps um and they would use it in like a description but they wouldn't call romance level a rom-com until like really really recently oh, okay. um that's good to know because it you know also that's when the trend took off right yeah because like, everyone wanted to everyone to
1: needed some joy
0: in <laughs> yeah lives. Um and Some then that escape. was what everyone was told they needed to write in order to get published. Um and then people who didn't know how to write funny things all wrote rom-coms that aren't rom-coms.
1: That's why I'm sitting in the wings like, you know, ready to, to
0: rock it. Please, please
1: God. Well, um, I want it to happen before it's not a trend anymore.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no. Isn't that just the way? Um Okay. So we we've entered we've entered the Wait, Twilight one. I was going to say we have, we got to talk about the Twilight book. And it gets worse. Um uh, what would you mean? I think Twilight is a fantastic piece of literature. I've said many times. You know and but I
1: you and I agree that it is a delightful series to read.
0: It is it is a fantastic series. It revolutionized Great escape. um publishing. Yep. Um and changed my life and there are a lot of problems with it. Who boy how there's a lot of problems with it. Ooh. But you know it is what it is. I don't know um,
1: if I told you this. Another cruise ship story, very quick. Yeah. Uh, I read it on the boat, the first one. And when you are on a ship, you don't have access to any other books other than the books you have with you. Yes. So I finished it at the beginning of a cruise, and I had to wait a week to get the next book.
0: Impossible. It was torture. Yeah. I was very
1: surprised. But, you know, as much as I'd always loved to read, I'd never been in that place before. So, Stephanie Meyer, you got to give her some credit that, you know, I was 35 or something at the time. I was like, I can't wait to read the next in and this YA series. It away in a
0: tapestry. <laughs> right. And then I yeah. stayed up
1: all night the day I bought it reading the Yeah, you know, my, first,
0: my first book all-nighter I ever pulled was was for, for Twilight. Was I it? Was was for the second to last book i got it as a birthday present when i turned th- uh, 13 oh, God. and um yeah make it feel good Maggie. <laughs> uh, and um i i got it at 8 p.m and i promptly sequestered myself in my bedroom and then i walked out of my bedroom at 8 a.m. <laughs> oh and I was like, you check the clock on the microwave. And I was like, oh And I remember I remember also I I pulled an almost an all-nighter reading the second one, which is obviously when spoilers, Edward mm. leaves Bella. Mm. Um and I had I was so devastated i i was so betrayed i was so heartbroken that he left her in the woods and i put my book down i was sobbing and i paced around my bedroom at probably like 2 a.m paced around my bedroom furiously tears coursing down my face and was like how could you do this to her
1: (laughs) and then that whole like october november or whatever so hard
0: God to this oh. day, I don't think anything hits as hard as that that, that will we'll on each page., yep. so so good. yeah, But listen, you should read more things than Twilight if you're gonna write a romance novel. and here are the things you shouldn't read that are listed here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so. Read examples of romance novels. Get a better sense of the genre by reading romance novels, which should have been step one, but we're not going to talk about that anymore. It should have been step like
1: 0. 0.5. It, it should have been, been step like zero. Years I before like romance you decided novels. to do this. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, uh, f- get a better sense of the genre by reading romance novels that are considered successful and well done. Go to your local library or bookstore and pick up a few romance novels, such yes. as Outlander by Tana Gabaldon. Come on. I mean, I read it. It's great. It's good. It's... Only the first one really counts as a romance novel, I would say. Agreed. Um, uh, Fifty Shades of Grey by E.L. James. Okay, okay. So they're really, going, like, wide uh, release, like, popular. This person has no idea what romance novels are, no. so they have just decided that they are going with ones that are famous. That people already um, know. Yeah. I am really fucking galled by the fact that Fifty Shades is before Twilight, considering Fifty Shades is... F- Fucking fan fiction of Twilight. Twilight should get first slot. Yeah, you can't you
1: can't put the knockoff before the original. I fucking hate I
0: hate that. Uh, at least they spelled Stephanie Meyer's name right, which well, is a right. in of itself. Um, she uh, M Y E R S. Uh, no, it, they always spell Stephanie wrong. Her uh, it's spelled with three E's. Oh
1: okay.
0: Uh, she doesn't have an A in her name because she's named after uh her grandfather because they wanted to name their oh, son like Stephen. Steven. But oh, they didn't have a boy; they had a girl. I really got girl. deep into the Stephanie Meyer. Bookseller. <laughs> um, no, that's that's for me obsessively Twilight, reading her not... blog when I was thirteen. Oh, I love um, it. Off campus by Amy Joe Cousins. I don't. I I don't that. know it. And then the last one, The Notebook by Nicholas Sparks. Okay,
1: first of all, if Nicholas Sparks knew he was on that list, he would internally combust.
0: Hilarious, but Secondly, also deeply wrong.
1: Not a romance novel
0: so because i mean is that a happy ending no i mean they she has terrible dementia and then they die and dies Yeah. yeah uh
1: honestly you could make an argument and i don't know that fourth one or whatever it was but almost every single one of those is not really a traditional romance
0: no oh boy buddy we just got into the actual writing the novel part i'm gonna barf um, things have gotten, things have taken a turn. Oh, shit. Put your own spin on the romance formula. Always a bad start. No. In, in romance, there's a tried and true formula. Girl meets boy, girl loses boy, girl gets boy. This is very gendered. I don't enjoy this. Yeah. Um, To make your romance novel stand out, put your own spin or approach on the formula so your story feels fresh and engaging. You may have the girl meet a girl or boy meet a boy, which would fit in the queer romance- Ooh, no one's ever done that before. Yeah, queer romance genre. I like that it's just like people meet people. That is romance. People meet people. (laughs) Good to know that it's been this simple the whole time and I've just been overthinking it. Or you may have the girl meet a boy in another universe or time period. So wait. (gasps) oh my
1: god so so the idea of being successful at this is take you know the traditional stuff but you should be an lgbtq writer or fantasy author i
0: guess that that's really fresh and spicy um no uh uh, well here's the sub bullet here i don't know You could also have the girl be of a certain race or background that clashes with the boy she falls for. Not if you don't know anything about that race or background. (laughs) Or the girl could be from a family that does not get along with the boy's family. No one so Romeo and Juliet. (laughs) Jesus,
1: which isn't a romance, really. It's a tragedy. Oh my God, that is
0: a that. Listen, don't listen to anything from that particular step.
1: You, oh my god that stuff is terrible
0: <laughs> that I mean like you know so many fucking bland minds in it I, <laughs> it's I, I can't it's not my jam but like how about write
1: an outline or you know how about like think I, through what the story you want to tell is
0: holy crap I mean again you start on off with telling me to write or... fan fiction so I don't
1: know fuck um, <laughs> me
0: have a strong setting is number two um, oh. it's two uh. people sitting in a park the most average looking park I've ever is seen is the so. drawing
1: is the art yeah
0: mm. Yeah. Uh, setting is a key element in a successful romance novel. The setting should be front and center throughout the story. It should dictate how the characters speak, how they interact, and how they see the world of the story. Thanks for describing what a setting is. Right. Um, Why? For example, you may set the novel in modern-day Savannah, Georgia, where the characters are su- have southern accents and the heat is unbearable in the summer. Or you may oh set the novel in a naval vessel in the ocean, where the characters are nauseous from seasickness and bad weather. <laughs> Did you get paid for this article? I'm certain they did. Oh, so this one is really something because the it has. (laughs) Trying to do this. The woe is
1: me forearm to the forehead. forearm
0: to the forehead, but leaning against what looks like a wall. Um, they're okay. both kind of, it's that like shot where two people are on the opposite sides of a wall and they're like putting their foreheads against it unknowingly like touching through the wall. Uh, okay. Except where like normally you see the wall between them. They are holding hands there. So I don't actually know what this That's how you put is. your own
1: spin on it.
0: That's true. Oh Whoa. my God, Maggie, you're right. I didn't read carefully enough.
1: Or maybe um, that's the ghost and the woman.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, create a central conflict. Re- romance readers love a detailed major conflict, as opposed to just n- nothing. I guess.
1: <laughs> as an empty white room where nothing happens. Like. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I. There's okay. We're gonna blow past that because. I mean, here's the, the
1: thing: conflict is the thing that I have studied for years and still don't understand. So just be like, have a conflict. It's yeah, like, it's fuck you, That's man. basically
0: it. It's have a conflict. In <laughs> examples are. High-stakes criminal case or a budding romance with her next-door neighbor or character's main character's illness gets in the way. Also, the main uh, character is always written in this article as being a woman yes. um, because romance novels are for women exclusively, don't you know? Oh, absolutely. Um, and must-have women all the time, every time. Um, so wait, so budding
1: romance with next-door neighbor is a conflict?
0: Yeah, I thought the conflict see. would
1: be the thing that keeps that romance. Oh, from
0: hold on, happening. I misread that. Or this, is the whole thing? It's because the sentence doesn't make any sense. Ah, for example, you may have a central conflict where the main character has to choose between a high stakes criminal case ah. and her budding romance with her next door neighbor. That is a conflict. That you know, it, it just sucks when sometimes you have to choose between your neighbor and your criminal case.
1: It is tough. I, I've <laughs> had that hard. problem. <laughs> And, uh, now,
0: I chose now, case. Maggie, we get into step four, which oh, is consider shit. including sex scenes. Um, okay, all right, I'm considering it. I am too. <laughs> I I uh,
1: usually opt for it.
0: Yeah, you know i've I've heard tell that I've written a couple of sex scenes in my day. <laughs> um, I don't remember, but I assume. <laughs>
1: It is a sort of a fever dream state when you write a sex dream, I think. Or it's, sex I, scene.
0: It is, you know, it is it I wish it didn't feel like the worst work, but it does every time I like sit down to write a sex scene, I'm always just like, fuck, okay.
1: See, for me what's okay. worse is the going back and editing it.
0: <laughs> it's oh, like, I love why did I write part. that? I'm, I love that part because then I can be like, oh yes, now here's all the detail and here's all this stuff. But as I'm writing it, I'm just like, and then he put the thing in there. I don't know. You know what happens. Now It was wet. I don't, <laughs> under, how many times can I say it was wet?
1: <laughs> the one that I feel strongest about was actually uh, our critique group that mm-hmm. uh, you weren't there for last time was the first time I turned in a spicy scene. and oh, I'm gonna uh, miss it. Well, it's great about it, and the, I think the reason why I felt good about it is the, the main character, she's a comedian. She's an improviser. Yeah. And she's, like, in this really um, <laughs> sort of mischievous comedy mode. And mm-hmm. the guy really, well, I mean, they both want to get down, but she just keeps doing bits, like, through the whole thing. I and he's like, come that. on, I just want to fuck. Can we just do it? And she's like, okay, but just one more, one more, you know. <laughs> and so, like, uh, so that... I think is fun, but you know, you I have mean, to kind of make it your own.
0: You do, Or, you or do. interesting
1: to the characters. I when know, you're considering whether or not to put sex scenes. When
0: you're considering it, because as this states, not all romance novels need to have sex scenes. And that is no, true.
1: That is true. Um
0: That is very true. Um, we if you decide a, to include a sex scene in your novel, make them emotional and vivid.
1: Okay, Oh, thanks. I've got vivid
0: for you. <laughs> I can give you vivid.
1: Uh, I mean, be more specific in that advice. You know, it's funny, we had a we had a panel at my um local writer group and it was a sweet romance panel. Mm-hmm. And right off the bat I was about to be like, uh, eh, not for me. Uh and there were times where I was like, Come on, y'all. But it yeah. was surprising to me like what their audiences uh are like and what they won't bear, even yeah. down to like, you know, drinking alcohol or mm-hmm. you know like you can have a mm-hmm. uh, one single kiss at the end of the book kind of thing mm-hmm. which i know for you and i is like ooh
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
1: cuz i'm literally like rereading uh the uh, one i'm working on right now and it's totally uh this is too soon right they're they're doing it way too soon
0: hey maggie <laughs> so if anyone's wondering i'm writing book 2 right now i'm almost done with book 2 okay. in the new protector books um and um the first chapter is sexy.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: So. Well, because as a reader, that's you know part of what I'm there for. I mean, like I'm not even the I I'm solidly in like the exact middle of the the spectrum of people who like love like really raunchy stuff in their books and all this stuff, and mm-hmm. people who don't want any. I'm right in the middle. I'm very very Same. average. Um, but I also am just like I don't know. Like these two adults are two sexual human beings, they're entering into a romantic relationship with each other. Like it feels weird to leave out that. Um you wouldn't if they were if like they were asexual or something. Sure. But but it's, what feels natural for the characters um is more my concern than than that sort of stuff. But that I mean, and again, that's a personal choice. That's a level of comfort. Um, there are people who think my books are like really, really explicit. There are people who think my books are really, really tame. I actually had somebody God bless. Um, when the novellas came out, I got a comment on one of the social media posts that was like, "What? Uh, <laughs> what's the heat level, and at what percent does it start?"
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: I was like, um, "You know, this is a very subjective question, but I think sure. it's you know, a, like a three point five, maybe a four, if I'm being generous with myself, because like I read like Katie Robert, like I, I like I yeah. read, I've read straight up erotica. It's not. Oh, bad. Yeah. If a five, if a five is erotica." I'm probably a three point five. I thought um, it was a ten
1: point scale.
0: I mean, again, it could be anything. I'm just in, in, <laughs> when you my... said three point five, I was like, that's low. Oh yeah, no, no, no. I'm out of five. Out of five. Um, okay. One being sweet romance, five being erotica. I'm like mm-hmm. a three point five. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then I was like, and then you know they in this one it's a slow burn, so they the first like official sex scene starts at like 65% of the way through. And the first one was like, Oh, thanks. That's way too slow for me. I was like, (laughs) I was like, yep. My book's out for you. I don't know. I've Um, done it differently though. Like
1: that, you know, I'm working on two, two books at the same time right now. And the one is, you know, fairly early on and the other one is like oh my god they're never going to and i finally wrote it i think i was talking to you about it it was like god the book's almost over and they're finally doing it and i kind of hate myself for it but it wasn't time yet like it just depends on the
0: characters if if you're writing it correctly and you're really bringing me in and the tension feels there i don't notice yeah i don't notice i'm just Um, reading the story you know it really depends um
1: how do we get into a legitimate a conversation about writing off of this list.
0: <laughs> I, hate, I hate it. I also I'm because I'm mad looking that at we have
1: like actual content. It does it. say
0: to finish this one last point up. It does say avoid graphic detail or mechanical descriptions of sex. Instead, use romantic, passionate details to describe sex between your characters. Um, I what do you mean cannot, by graphic detail? Though I mean, I mean, but this is somebody who doesn't write or read romance, so um, yeah. Really... <laughs> I mean, look at their list. Yeah. Um, it just reminds me of uh, how. Uh, I was reading some of my favorite books of all time, which is Allie McKay's um, um, Ravenscrag series, which mm-hmm. are objectively some of the most bug nuts books I've ever read. <laughs> um, and she uses some really flowery language and she calls the vagina a secret place and the clitoris a lust-spending nubbin. Um, Girl, what? So oh <laughs> I'm good. so that's a, w- the only thing I can imagine they're referring to. So you should do that if you're about to write a romance novel. Oh, absolutely. Um,
1: You know, what's funny is I uh, went back to a play that I wrote more than 10 years ago uh, to justify all the romance reading that I was Uh doing. And it's about a romance writer. um, It's You know, her main character, she writes historicals and her main characters uh, sort of come to life. She's like a shut-in. And so she's got these two like Regency era (laughs) best friends. Love that. Basically. Uh, But she starts dating this guy and, and she's explaining you know how she became a romance novelist and it's so obvious it's before i started writing any of this stuff because mm-hmm. it's very like well i wanted to be a real author but my editor said you should steam this up to sell mm-hmm. books and now i'm the successful one but i'm really like reluctantly successful in this thing mm-hmm. and i started reading it and i got really mad at myself <laughs> for like writing that in the first place i'm like yeah uh uh-uh. yeah you know and, and it was spoke to my own like Self consciousness for reading as yeah. genre,
0: right? And I think that yeah. there's this whole shame
1: element that
0: I, I, mean, I mean, that's I've a whole about, other podcast
1: episode, but
0: I feel like most of the authors that I've met have the same story including myself which is this like romance denial um Mm -hmm. thing it's like oh i don't write romance i write this but also they they kiss in it but don't worry it's not romance right um and then you know over time we eventually come to realize through successive drafts of bad books because we're writing books that aren't actually the thing we want them to be Mm -hmm. um that we are romance writers and that's great but it is i mean it's a a bunch of internalized misogyny and all this bad stuff
1: absolutely
0: um but you know what Number 5 is Maggie. What, what is it? Avoid clichés.
1: <laughs> All right.
0: <laughs> okay. So, I'm I mean, going to say that, that negates pretty much everything that they've said up until now because Fair. everything they've said has been the biggest cliché. Fair. Um, they did say boy meets girl. Uh Well, girl meets boy. You should... That's they oh, turned right. it on its ear. And oh, you made fuck, it you're right, Maggie. You're correct. They did say girl girl meets boy. Yep. Wow. Yep. I'm so ignorant. Um, this is really though, like this. This whole article is
1: straight from the archives of I'm writing something about romance from the outside for the masses, right?
0: They're they're talking like yeah, I mean definitely, but they're 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 going granular with it. They're not they're they're not <laughs> even saying like avoid cliches as in like tropes. They're saying avoid cliches on the sentence level. The example here what? is. Rather than write, he was tall, dark, and handsome, you may write, he was a. He,
1: I don't want to write. What?
0: He was good looking in a stylish professor kind of way. That's Thank fresh. You for that good writing. <laughs>
1: uh, oh my gosh.
0: Uh, okay, step six wrap up the novel with a satisfying ending. Of course, it does show two people in wedding regalia.
1: Well, um, yes, that's the only ending.
0: Yeah, it's true. Um, I'm surprised that there's no, uh, well, you know what? It's only from the from the chest up, so she could be pregnant. I assume she's pregnant.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um,
0: and that his schlongus is hanging down to his knees. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, no a days. good a good romance novel will end on a variation of Happily Ever After. At least we got that. Hey, we got that in the bucket, Maggie. Uh, no, they need to <laughs> tweak that sentence. Not a good romance novel.
1: All romance novels
0: Give have Happily Ever After, or
1: after or Happily For Now.
0: An ending Period. that is satisfying and happy. Ultimately, your readers want to see you, your main character, get lo- the love that they want. Wow, that's quite the sentences. Ultimately, your character, fuck me. Say Ultimately, that again? your readers want to see your main character get the love they want. Again, this is really limited to also like one character, which also deeply implies this person has maybe read one romance novel their entire life. Like, and it was multiple outdated. POVs is, is like the. Uh, very very common so this is a very strange anyway you are only supposed to care about one character here Um, not their love interest or anything Um, for example maybe your main character and her love interest finally get together well, fuck me, I hope so. <laughs> perhaps that sounds like the book I'm writing. Oh, God, Ori, perhaps your main character recovers from her illness long enough to see her love interest one last time. That's not, oh, a, happily that's ever not after. a happy ever
1: after. That's ghost, is what that is. Fuck
0: me. Polishing your novel oh, is step shit. one of the... Uh, Read your novel out loud, fuck... Okay. I mean, yeah. Step two, show the novel to others for feedback. Good luck. Depends um, on who they are. Uh, you can also join a reading group or start your own writing group uh, with uh, friends so you can workshop your novel. Be open to constructive criticism. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, doesn't tell you how to give criticism or how to take it. No. Just says be open to it. Okay.
1: Or what you're looking for. Yeah. Or who Revive you should novel. meet with. I mean, what about like, look for writer, ex, you know, established writing <sighs> groups in your area or, you know.
0: Oh my God. Network. Revise the novel, sub bullet. After you revise the novel, you may consider sending it out to publishers so it can be read by a wider audience. Mm,
1: that's why you hey, send
0: things out. that's where you send things to publishers.
1: I just want someone to read it.
0: Uh, okay. Well, then we get to the Q and A section. Well, Wait,
1: so where's the part of like send it to you know like research uh, agents and publishers? Nope, nope. Send, send it, it out to, to contests and every agent you can think of. Send Collect, it to publisher. Uh, rejections, Maggie, this is why we Like failed. their Pokemon, cry to yourself.
0: <laughs> write this is it why we've been failures. We didn't read this wikihow article. Okay, you should just
1: send it to publishers. You don't. Yeah. Query.
0: Um, okay, is it okay to make unusual couples? That was one of the questions. The answer was, absolutely. You want to be original in your writing. it. Mixing things up can help your book stand out from other romance novels. What is, that's nothing. Define unusual. Like. Define mixing it up. Is it up. like a
1: woman in a paperclip? Like. yeah,
0: I mean, like, I, tell me you've never read a ro- romance novel in your life without telling me you've never read a romance novel. Honestly. In your life. um, Where should I send my work once it is written in order for it to get published? That's a good question because the end of that Wiki article was Publishers. trash. Um, Send it to <laughs> a literary agent Yes Why Oh the example they're using is Harry Potter Okay um, How do I write a lesbian relationship From a straight person's perspective Woof! Wait I don't understand Why would you want to do that Just Wait write how do it I write a, a lesbian
1: romance from a... from a straight person's perspective Who's straight I assume Are they saying they're the straight And they want to write is... a lesbian yeah,
0: romance I think
1: Okay. Read one
0: yeah. First of all, or read ten. One. How do I get a literary agent? Okay,
1: I, <laughs> I also I would like to know. <laughs> <laughs> right.
0: How do I stop my writing from going nowhere? That's a hey. That's rough. That's a, it's a rough big question.
1: question.
0: Yeah. Um, the answer was outline your story. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I don't know how I would answer that. Either. I mean, so as I a panther,
1: they're not yeah. exactly wrong, but still.
0: Is it better to self-publish or to send your writing to a publisher? Well, don't send your writing to a publisher. Moving well, on. Well, it depends how much um, time you've got. It depends on how much time you got. Depends on what your what resources you have. It depends on a lot of things. Yeah. Um. Can there be more than one love interest in a romance novel? Yeah. Yes. But also, s- sort of no. Eh. Depends. Well, I mean, I guess.
1: Are you talking about like a set of side characters? Are you talking about? I think they're love talking triangle? love
0: triangle. That's what I was feeling.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's there a can love be. triangle.
0: People, people tend to... If you don't do it really, really right, people tend oh, to be really yeah. pissed
1: off about that. Or shall we talk about a, you know... Are we uh, talking
0: Polly? Because that's a different conversation. That's what I'm
1: talking about. Are we talking about male, male, female? Or what are we talking about here?
0: Yeah, what, was, what, what, what are we talking about? I just read a, a novel about um a human woman who gets shrunk down to pixie size and she joins a pixie hive of dudes who um want to make her their queen and then everyone bones each other. It's
1: awesome. Nice. Yeah. My uh my mentor writes a uh reverse harem series. Yeah. Where a woman's with a bunch of bank robbers and it's spice at rooney. I like that. It. it is. Yeah, it's real good.
0: Um can I write a robot novel without lovemaking, even if it's for adults? Say that one again? Can I write a romance novel without lovemaking, even if it's for adults? I mean, that was in the article. Yes. <laughs> you didn't read the Hey, you didn't even do your research. You Have you not read, read Nicholas article. Sparks? <laughs> 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 I get it out without laughing. Uh, yeah. Yes. Oh my you can. God. The answer to this is profound. Yes, but adults may have an expectation of having this in their novels. You could write romance novels for a tween audience if you prefer not to deal with the question of whether sexless romance novels would sell to adults. That's terrible advice. There's an That's entire subgenre advice.
1: of s- sweet romance.
0: Also, tween romance novels don't exist. That's not
1: a thing, right? YA, middle grade. Maybe. Yeah,
0: no one's writing. Uh, no one's writing. Even middle grade, you shouldn't really be like. There's a I did a a, tricky. I
1: did a workshop or a a, like a conference thing. I work with youth arts or creative youth development, Uh, and there was a whole. It was a whole grant funded thing about doing programs for tweens. And one Mm -hmm. of the first things that came out of it was they don't like being called tweens. No,
0: (laughs) I was like number one. Number one, this genre I'm really just exist. looking for
1: reasons to, to bash at this point.
0: Yeah, that's fair. Um, can I write... How can I write an epilogue for an erotic novel? You've written a I whole mean, novel and you don't know how to write. <laughs> <laughs> but, well, they get married and have a
1: baby. Hello, that's every epilogue. Wait, but it's
0: an, it's an erotic novel. Nevertheless. It's not a romance. It's, it's an erotic novel. An
1: erotic novel. novel. Well, well, I mean, I you can tell can't you how they answer that without about an knowing the story, right?
0: Yeah. What were you saying? Um, I'm just the gotta fuck in that blog because it's an erotic novel. Yeah. Is <laughs> it not fucking in every chapter? It can't be erotic. <laughs>
1: <No>. Right. <laughs> On the page.
0: It's true. Um, how can can I write a novel in Spanish and become published in the United States? I That's where they wrote
1: their own questions.
0: Yeah. This is yes. There are lots of spanish yes, speaking of people in the US. Yeah. Um, yeah, this this article was fucking wild, fam. Um, it was it was clearly written by somebody who doesn't you know well do you think like romance
1: novels so you know you know how it is as an author then you're automatically like now i'm digging deep into the character that is the person who wrote this article and it's like do they get a series of leads like i don't know how WikiHow works but it's like oh well i can either write this one about like how to write a romance novel or um you know what are the best ways to stop mosquito bites from itching you know or what yeah. like they have a list of things that they can yeah. write and one of them was that and it's like all right well this week i'm i'm researching like how to write a romance novel not very deeply and then i'm gonna write an article about it you know
0: yeah yeah i mean that's probably what happened this person has an mfa with creative writing from portland university so um well that's know. more
1: that's more uh legit uh you know writing
0: degrees than I, than
1: I have my and, uh, bfa in acting really isn't uh Covering. Yeah, I've
0: only, you know, I've only read several hundred romance novels, so I don't know Jeez. anything about it.
1: That was like quite a roller coaster.
0: <laughs> I think we managed it pretty good though, huh?
1: <laughs> I think so too. Debunking the advice on how to write a romance most, novel. Most well, of the advice. Like, was there anything you think was left off?
0: Well, I think like honestly, ninety percent of that could have been covered with read romance novels. Honestly, read romance Just novels. Read. Just read an enormous amount of romance novels. Read yeah. every kind of romance novel that like interests you, and then read the ones that don't interest you, and see what's going on. Like read romance novels that are coming out right now. Yes. Read your favorites. Take a take a highlighter to your favorites. Find out what works, what doesn't. Mm -hmm. from the sentence level to the broader like beat level to the characters. What do you love about it? Really internally dissect why you care about this novel and the characters and their relationship Mm -hmm. and then apply that to whatever you're doing. Like that is, I I can't think of a better way to become better at this than that. Certainly not watch a movie. Mm
1: -mm. No.
0: And if that, you know, that book that you love...
1: Uh, You know, look at that author. Do they have a lot of other books? Read a bunch of their other books. Do people who read that author recommend other authors that are similar? Then Mm -hmm. you not only find out about your, you know, potential voice, but also like what your subgenre is probably going to be. Right. So if you if you read this paranormal romance and you think it's fucking amazing, then you read like 10 more.
0: Yeah. (laughs) You know. Yeah.
1: And then you're like, oh, I'm going to write that.
0: You take yourself to school, that's what you gotta do. No one can teach you how to do this from a classroom, really. Like, what, even if you get a degree in writing, all they're doing is telling you what to read um, and telling you that, turn in something that you wrote. Okay, great, like, you can also do that at home. If you're gonna be a romance writer, like, you gotta take yourself to school. and you're gonna be bad at it for probably a long time, just like any other yeah. skill that you're learning. Uh, I don't think that it is something that you can just sit down and do dry. You know, no. <laughs> you gotta you gotta get wet first. You gotta lube it up first before you sit down and do Never that. Put business. it in dry. Yep. No. Uh, uh, well, that's bad, the bad that's choice. the
1: interesting thing about this um, entire area of literature, um, because in you know you're more familiar with the book world than i am but um it's very much a uh what's that kind of system where you can just work hard and get ahead it's a you know Uh, it's
0: like bootstraps yeah
1: it's it's very much a um you know fan driven sort of thing i mean there's plenty of people who come to it as you know lawyers really or uh, a lot of lawyers romance a lot of lawyers Uh, mfas or whatever but really the thing that that really pushes people into it is a love of reading it so that you can be a stay-at-home mom who loves to read it has read so much that she's digested enough of understanding of structure and character Mm -hmm. and whatever and Mm -hmm. write one and put it out and and you know do all right you know
0: yeah and it takes all stripes like it's not you know you just have to want to do it Yeah, you you just have to really want to do it and you have to identify what your goals are for being a romance author. Like, not everyone wants to be, you know, traditionally published. Not everyone wants to be self-published. Not everyone wants to be famous. Some people just want to put out stuff that, like, their friends will read. You know, like... Or maybe you really, really like this tiny little niche and you want to do that and you don't really care if other people read it, right? Or maybe you get an erotic thrill out of putting out really filthy stuff. Like, Mm -hmm. hell yeah, more power to you. Um, Like, you have to identify what you want, what you like, then you have to study what you like and study the industry that you are interested in getting into extensively. Mm -hmm. And then you have to practice and practice and practice and practice and hopefully get people around you, like find a community that will give you straight talk and will tell you when something is working, when something's not and give you good advice um, and then just do it. And yeah. that's kind of it. Like, yeah. and for know. a lot of people, I
1: think that step of finding people is very challenging and it, and it was, oh yeah, <clears throat> it was an interesting turn for me because, you know, I was in theater forever and then I started writing romance in my forties and then um, you know had to seek out this entirely new community yeah. right and start over yeah. um and then once i got into it i realized oh authors are different people from theater people right <laughs> not like- oh yes we are <laughs> I just maggie went from i mean not everybody is like uh introverted but no. typically you go from yeah. the people who hug each other all the time and need to be in yeah. front of people in the scene to uh you can see please me please don't look at that's me that's what <laughs> so i was like you can see me um So it was a it was a real like culture shock. Uh, And it took a while. Uh, Now I have people, but you have to be pretty intentional about building, you know, yourself into critique groups and and general writing groups and, and making writing friends and stuff like that.
0: You have to make friends like yeah. you have to make friends if you want to be in any way successful. You have to make friends. Mm. I, I really don't have like it sucks. I, I don't want to call it networking because I, I think it's that implies a certain like coldness to it. But mm. genuinely you do need you do need to find your people and you do need to ma- find friends. Yeah. Um, there's kind of you can't do this in a vacuum as much as you would love to because yeah. The authors who can do things in a vacuum are usually traditionally published authors who have people doing the make friends thing for you. Yes. They are publicists. They are marketing people. They are, yes. they are doing the make friends part. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the author doesn't have to, or they have like PAs who help them build communities online and stuff like that. Um, if you were doing it in any way yourself, and even if you are a traditionally published author nowadays, um, if you, unless you are immediately raking in the big bucks, you're gonna have to do all that yourself anyway, mm-hmm. so you you need to make friends. Um, and that is really really hard. I wish <laughs> I wish it wasn't like that because I know there are a lot of people who really 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 struggle with that and they feel like mm-hmm. failures when they can't connect or you know they can't find their people or whatever. Um, but it is unfortunately the reality of the situation. Um, yeah. And also, boy howdy. There's so much joy to be found in connecting with people who love the silly things that you love, We're all a bunch yeah. of weirdos, you know? Slide into those DMs, man. Yeah. Like, I guarantee you the person is going to be happy to talk to you.
1: Well, uh, like our constant running bit uh calling out Scribner.
0: Yeah. I always yeah. have you to call too for that. Yeah. Call oh, God Scribner, you piece of shit. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, it's it's amazing now having people because uh, that was the other big uh, adjustment for me is like if I write a play, I can sit with the people watching it and watch them watch it, which is creepy, but it is yeah. what it is. And, you know, if they're laughing or, you know, crying or whatever, I know how they're yeah. doing it. But you can't do that when someone's reading your book. It's no really creepy then. Uh, yeah, no. So then you get, you know, critique groups or whatever. Uh, it's so fulfilling to me to get that reaction um from people that have read it yeah because otherwise you're like like you said you're in a vacuum you're writing this stuff <laughs> like either it, you either absolutely hate it or i always act out the bit from uh, christmas story where it's like with this compass and the stock and this thing that tells time
0: a plus 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 <laughs> you know it's amazing but you tell
1: yourself that and nobody else reads it
0: Yeah, and I think there is also a tendency to, like, if you are going to do the traditional published route, Mm. you are going to experience a tremendous amount of mental strain. Oh, yeah. Um, You are going to experience a, an ungodly amount of rejection yep. and heartbreak yep. and it's going to suck. And if you don't have a support network around you who yep. really understands what what's going on, it can help build you back up when you have those really low moments. The toll it can take on you is profound and it may just thoroughly kick you out of writing altogether. Yep. Um, that is a huge risk. I mean, I remember the years where I was getting, you know, <sighs> I I counted them up and I, I've gotten almost I've gotten over hundred rejections in my mm-hmm. my tenure um and i'm for most of that time i was not part of a writing community really mm-hmm. um i was part of a writer's group in san francisco but i was the only one who actually was trying to get published um so like when i would talk about querying they would all just kind of stare at me wide-eyed right like <laughs> mm-hmm. um so i it was incredibly isolating and i really struggled and it felt terrible yeah um as opposed to now, it's like I get a rejection or I'm waiting for rejection on that on my manuscript from that agent. And I just pop into the ramp group and I'm like, ah, it sucks. Here's you another guys are like, one. Right. You guys are like, yep, it does.
1: <laughs> the thing that, I, you know, uh, not that like the rejections are easy by any means, but for me with, you know, 25 years of uh, being rejected as an actor for. Yeah the way you look or the way you speak or, you mm-hmm. know, yourself mm-hmm. as a person. Yeah. Like, if you don't like my writing, that's fine. <laughs> like,
0: yeah, that's cool. Totally. Surprising. Thanks. Thanks for being so nice it's to me. just like,
1: oh, no, not you, you know. Yeah. So it's a little bit easier, but it still sucks.
0: Yeah, it always sucks. It I never feels good to be rejected thing, for something you care you know? about. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, and also
1: the, like, you need to set it and forget it, right? You gotta put that submission in and then, like, not think about my wonderful life when this is accepted
0: and I get a full request and then they want to be my agent. You if know. you, if you can keep that up past rejection three, that's impressive. <laughs> yes. Um, because at, it's like rejection two, I think you can still kind of get away with being like, the next one. The yeah, next no, one.
1: It's though. really going to happen.
0: Number three though, like if you can keep it past that, more power to you. Mm. But like, I got, you get very quickly disillusioned. Um, But, but yeah, I don't know. I think like it's 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 very important to 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 know your limits in terms of like what you can handle, um, rejection wise. Yeah. Um, and that is why I do think that the traditionally published path is not for everybody, um, because I I think the option now is you can self publish, mm-hmm. um, and no, you may not meet a lot of success there. Statistically speaking, you probably won't. Mm-hmm. But it may be better for your mental health to have some readers and to be able to do your own thing then deal with the constant grinding rejection and maybe yeah. never finding any success at all ever from trying to be traditionally published yeah like like i said it all goes back to identifying your goals um yeah. and what you can handle um because i do think there is a tendency to like i don't know th- the writing community loves to talk about how, you know, you should disregard your mental health to do these things because everyone Mm-mm. does and so you're not special. Um Mm-mm. don't you know that JK Rowling got fifty rejections on Harry Potter? I don't give oh a shit. God. Great. <laughs> cool. I don't care that that Stephen King had a nail on his wall where he hung up all of his rejections oh, yes. for his entire life. Like I don't care. It sucks. It doesn't not suck just because someone got more and then they got famous. Yes. Like I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> um Anyway, it's it. I just, I don't enjoy it. I think everyone should identify their limits and be prepared to pivot whenever they feel it is necessary. Yeah. Um, and that is the true writing advice. It is. The hardest
1: thing that I'm still trying to figure out is the pivot points. Yeah. Right? I asked someone who was a speaker at one of our group meetings about, she said, oh, I wrote, you know, 14 books before I finally landed one with an agent, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, how did you know on one through thirteen when to shelve it and move on to the next yeah. book, right? Yeah. Or how do you know when you're trying to go traditional, where it's like, okay, this isn't the route. I I got to switch and and publish some of my own stuff. Like, when do you know to make these moves? And I guess you just, I guess you it just got
0: to got to figure out what's right for you. I mean, me personally, yeah. like one of the reasons I finally decided to self publish was because I was just like, you know what, I got to f- put food on my table. Like, yeah. I can either keep doing this for free. Or I can hope somebody wants it now, and I did, and luckily people do, but it's also like, I don't know, I don't have another career to fall back on here. Like, I decided to devote my entire life to this, and a lot of the people who can afford to sit down and write 14 books before they get traditionally published, finally, are people who have full careers outside of it.
1: Well, Um, yeah, you're doing it at night when your kid's asleep, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's not. I wouldn't. I, not to diminish that. I think that's a that is a no. perfectly viable route, but it is just a different goal. It's a different resource management. Like it, it is totally different. And again, like it all goes back to identifying what you can do and what you want. Yep. Um. And yep. not everyone is in the same place. So.
1: No, I'm getting
0: impatient, but I'm still.
1: I'm still querying.
0: Yeah. And I mean, you're also writing in a genre that does best, I think, in the traditionally published space. I think so. Uh, like when you decide to write, you know, paranormal romance in my sticky little pool, you come talk to me. We can, we can do really well, with, you know, being self-published. But like, because yeah. uh, there's a huge community of people who inhale self-published fantasy, for instance, mm-hmm. right? Um, but rom-coms are a little bit different.
1: Mm-hmm. So, you know. Yeah. And then if it's not traditionally published, how am I supposed to get my movie made out of it
0: exactly well then you become andy weir and then you self-publish and then it rockets up to the top of the amazon charts and then an agent who is also a friend of yours decides to become your agent and then they sell movie rights for you oh perfect yeah there we go it's just like it has everybody don't worry about it everyone wins yeah <laughs> so that's the end of this podcast you know this is it we taught you how to write a romance novel and that article was flawless.
1: <laughs> if you don't have something on the New York Times bestseller list yeah. after listening to these pros, it's
0: because them. you haven't paid me $25,000 to be incubated.
1: <laughs> That's probably it. Yeah. I mean, or go with what the wiki thing said. So. Yeah. Yeah. Whichever.
0: Whichever one works for you.
1: <laughs> Either Please an sit. afternoon of reading about romance or yeah. several years. I would
0: love to see down the line your book come in to the shop and it's um, it's press sheet to have a comp that is The Notebook by Nicholas Sparks. Oh,
1: guaranteed.
0: We'll love putting that on the
1: <laughs> That will never happen. Not ever nope. in any way. <laughs> nope. You will not see a Nicholas Sparks comp anywhere near my work. But mm-hmm. probably because I have happy endings.
0: Yeah, probably. Probably.
1: And I proudly... Uh, Proclaim that I write romance.
0: Yeah. As opposed to
1: fighting being categorized as that.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, we should be ashamed, but. True. (laughs) True. That's a different episode. All right, Maggie, you got any
1: pluggables? Do I? I don't think I do right now because my streaming show is kind of on hiatus. But if you want to see old episodes or you want to see my. um, (coughs) uh, I have a. Bucks musical about Mama Cass that I have on my YouTube page. So if you want to see any of that, you can uh, look up my YouTube page. It's my real name, Margaret Towski, E-D-W-A-R-T-O-W-S-K-I on YouTube.
0: I will put the link below oh, so great. everyone can find it. Um, Yeah, you should check out Maggie's <clears throat> stuff. Maggie, award-winning author who will have books out probably hopefully soon.
1: Oh, totally soon.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. so soon. Um,
1: oh, yeah, my site is
0: Elliott.com. One L in Elliot that will be. You really didn't want to make it easy for anybody anyway, did you?
1: Well, there was another
0: Maggie Elliott with two
1: L's that had like one book. So Bitch. I know.
0: Wow, That's like Abigail Kelly, the, the famous opera singer who took all of my website. Where else? Yeah. How dare she? I know. Uh, how dare she be a fabulous soprano? she got a lot of nerve. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why I'm yeah. Abigail K. Kelly. Um, it's funny because people like see my website or see my uh, Twitter handle, which is Abigail K. Kelly, and then Weirdly, people have started like using my middle initial when, like, like for my author stuff. They're like, oh, "So I read this book by Abigail K. Kelly," and I was like, "That is nowhere Mm-mm. on any of them." <laughs> <laughs> but thank you. I get like, okay, um, it's a thing now. Yeah, it's a thing. I guess uh, it stands for Kingdom of Thirst. Uh, <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um, okay. I have something. So this is coming out next week. So I have stuff happening i have a book coming out on the 6th i also on the 6th which is going to be this saturday in your time um have a streaming event happening anybody can go to it it's Yeehaw. going to be on discord uh it's going to be in the kot discord which you can find the link um it's going to be it's always in the description but you can also find it on my Twitter. It's the pin tweet. Um, so I'm going to be doing some really fun stuff. We're going to be doing an AMA about the series. A bunch of people have started joining the Discord already to like, you know, participate. Um, it's going to be fun. You're going to see my face. I'm going to do something very silly. As a hint, it's going to be in my kitchen. Um, mm-hmm. And we're going to see how that goes. <laughs> um, Cooking with Kingdom oh boy howdy it's gonna be wild uh whew, gotta clean my kitchen uh <laughs> I, <laughs> I have two roommates that's not always an easy task um and yeah i got a book out it's the one the big one yeah big consort's glory it's doing it and uh, get it in your hands uh there's <laughs> also i don't know that's right like i don't said. know I, yes yes sure. there is hand there there is hand holding there is holding of other things as well in this
1: book <laughs> it's not as sweet. Um,
0: no. Ah, uh, yeah. His penis is blue. In case you're wondering, moving on. Spoiler. Um, wow. Spoiler. His penis is blue, but the rest <laughs> of him is regular. No, it's, all of them. Is blue. Um, <laughs> I was gonna say, <laughs> that, you need to see a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's okay. Test. She's a healer. She'll, yeah. She'll. Yeah. She'll figure it out. Um. It's no. It's like a mood ring. <laughs> <laughs> it's dark purple right now. Oh, God. No. Um, all right. I, I don't know. I've got also I'm doing so on the the Patreon today um, in listener time, there is going to be. Um... <laughs> so, Maggie, one of the reasons I've been so oh, sleep deprived lately is because I'm insane. And I decided to make um, free paper doll kits for everybody of my characters. Oh, my God so you can get those right now for free you can just download them and print them out and you can make a little teddy and you can make a little Margo and they've Aww. got like a whole bunch of different outfits that I've drawn and they've got like shoes and what they hold in their pockets they've got their cell phones and one has a stick of salami <laughs> uh.
1: go to bed girl
0: I literally have been like drawing Seriously, in my bed like on my iPad too bad. Like,
1: <laughs> take a sleep aid and sleep for a day
0: I'm going to, as soon as the book's out, Maggie, I'm going to nap so fucking hard. It's going to be classified as a coma.
1: I ain't talking to nap. I'm talking about, you know, like when they people go to space and they put them in that, like, sleep Stasis. state. Stasis? Yeah. Yeah. That's what you need. Yeah. Stasis. Yeah.
0: I need someone to hit me with a bat. <laughs> yeah. I'm All too right. far away
1: well. or I'd drive over there.
0: Yeah. Well... Yeah, my friends will my friends are very close to Be like I
1: got people here. In the
0: yeah, I got I got people who, who are gonna hunt me down if I don't take a break <laughs> after the book comes out. Um but yeah, so do that. Join the join the party. It's at two PM PST on Saturday the sixth in the KOT Discord, all the links, book comes out same day. Um it's a Saturday, it's a bad day to release a book, but I didn't think about it, so there we are. Um <laughs> and and that's it. I hope you like the book. Um, we're doing a Kingdom of... Oh, good gracious! Oh my God, my brain is so fried. seriously House of Glory episode next bad. week. <laughs> so it's, yeah. Ooh. Um, that's it. So, uh, thank you for listening to the podcast. Thanks, Maggie, for being on. Thanks nice. for having me. It's been so fun. All right, see you next week. Bye. Kingdom of Thirst is a member of the Frolic Podcast Network. Find all of our episodes and tons of new podcasts to listen to at frolic.media/podcasts.